Hey guys, it's your girl Maya K and Naila. And we are back with season two of the Writing Bar podcast. Hey! <laughs> and this season, we are super excited because our theme is something that we're all dealing with. We are going to be talking about the weight of being a writer, but not the weight you're thinking of. We're all waiting on something in our writing career, whether it's the agent to email us back or for somebody to get back to us on the full request or even just the funds to publish our first book. We're talking about the W-E-I-G-H-T of what it means to be a writer. Yes, so you can expect topics like how to deal with rejection as a writer, how to manage your finances, and much, much more. So make sure you're tuned in every Saturday starting February the 18th. And be sure to catch us on the gram at the Writing Bar Podcast. Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to episode three of the Writing Bar podcast. I am your co-host, Naila, and... It's your girl, Maya Kay. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Today's episode is going to be a doozy. I know a lot of us are struggling with this, balancing the nine to five with writing. So we're going to give some good tips for today and share our experiences. Today's topic is how to balance your nine to five when writing. Um, And let me just make sure... Um, how to reach your writing deadlines. There we go. When working a nine to five, I was like, I thought it was a little off. Yes. Writing deadlines, working a nine to five. Let me tell you, it is difficult. I am currently in that position um, and I have a lot to say. So buckle your seatbelts. But before we get into it, Maya, how are you? I am good. You know, Taking it one day at a time, as I always say, uh, excited about like the season transition. You can kind of feel it uh, for those of us who are in that transition. And definitely I'm um, just thinking about as you were talking, uh, just the dream, uh, childhood mm. dream of mine that I just stepped into. And uh, I will be having writing deadlines now <laughs> with this position. But uh, I literally was on LinkedIn and saw a writing opportunity for a magazine called Sessie. And I had never, I think I had seen it like once in passing. And it's a a black girl magazine for young teen girls, the only print magazine for black teen girls. And if you know me, you know, teen girls are close to my heart. I ran a ministry called Girls Anthem and I literally had a conference for young girls. And so I'm like, okay, let me just try it. And let me just say this. Uh, I graduated from Temple in 2007 with a degree in magazine journalism. And I was applying for work ever since probably 2006. And so it is now 2023. And I am just now getting um, a paid writing position. And it just goes to show that, one, God will not forget your childhood dreams you mm. do. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, sometimes that's how long it takes. My dream was to be the senior editor of Essence Magazine, especially after I met the senior writer of Essence Magazine at Temple. And I thought that was going to be it. And Naila knows this. I don't know if I shared this with you guys. I know we had an episode on rejection and I was rejected by Black Enterprise recently. And I was so confused. And so I just say all that to say, like, with this wonderful opportunity, this is the first time I have a paid byline And that's a huge deal for those of us who are writers and freelance writers at that. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Like I said, my heart is doing well. I like when people ask me how I'm doing. Sometimes we we share accomplishments, 
which is good, but that's not really what they're talking about. But that's why I said first, you know, like my heart is good. I am okay. Um, and I am excited. Like things like this bring you joy. So yes. What about you? How are you? I am going to take a note from your book. My heart is doing um, extremely well because it's very close to God in this season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> working my nine to five as a full-time ELA teacher of middle school students mm -hmm. is tough. It is definitely challenging, but the beauty in that is the beauty in that, excuse me, is that um, I feel so close to God because I call on him every single day <laughs> before I go into the classroom after I leave. So I, my heart is just, it is doing good as well. Overall, I am in good health. Um, my theme for this year, you know, I said in the first episode, when I broke down a little bit uh, that, you know, this year I'm kind of like easing into it and I don't have like a theme of um, excellence and perfection or anything like that. I don't have that type of theme. My theme is right. just to stay alive, stay yeah. alive. And listen, I'm alive today, so I am doing well. I feel really good. I am, I'm just excited about what is to come and excited about this episode because when we get in these moments of like, ooh, things may not be working out the way that we want them to, um, and we may yeah. have deadlines, and we may have all kind of other responsibilities, it still is a matter of your heart posture. How are you doing? How's your heart doing? And and we're good. So I'm happy that you're good, Maya, and I am also good. I want to dive into the episode a little bit and talk about writing deadlines and how to reach them when you have a nine to five. And I want to say, which is sort of in alignment with what we've talked about just now, to reassess some things in your life and start with your productivity schedule. Sometimes you got to just go back to the basics. If you want yeah. to learn how to reach your writing goals or writing deadlines, um, when you have a busy schedule, a lot on your plate, you have to sort of like go back and see when are some productive times um, and have they changed? For example, my productivity mm -hmm. schedule and the times that I used to be productive was late at night. I used to be a night owl. But <laughs> as you know, because I just say said it, um, I'm a teacher now. If you catch me up past 11 o'clock, I'm no good. I am no good. I am no longer productive at night. I have to wake up early in the morning when I'm fresh, wide awake, um, after my prayer time. And I really get to talk to God. And I'm like, okay. Again, staying alive. Lord, I thank you for another day. I thank you for being alive. Let's get into it. My product productivity schedule has shifted, but I had to go back and reassess because I used to I used to feel like, okay, I'm not getting a lot done. I'm missing mm -hmm. all of these dead deadlines because I guess I'm lazy now or maybe I just don't want it anymore. I started to really be down on myself, on myself when it really was I just needed to reassess. I'm no longer good at night. And it's it's not that deep. I am better right. in the morning. I had to reassess my productivity schedule. So that's my advice to you writers. If you're feeling like you're missing deadlines or you can't quite catch the deadlines because now you're working, um, now you have to maybe log onto your computer at a certain time or maybe even get out and go to the classroom or go to your work. Like I have to, so you have to consider driving time and traffic and all of these other things that yeah. you didn't consider before as a full-time writer. 
it may not be that you suck. Because if you're like me, you may feel like, oh my gosh, I suck now. I just can't, I can't figure out these deadlines. I keep missing them. No, girl, God, you don't suck. You just need to reassess your productivity schedule. Mm -hmm. It's not that deep. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my first point kind of talks about time as well. Um, But I also talk about just creating an atmosphere. So Mm. like Naila said, the productivity time, when is it? And I mentioned finding your peak time for writing and creating the atmosphere around that. And I think uh, I'll focus more on atmosphere since she talked about the time, but just remembering that that will change in any given season. And you have to be okay with that and just flow with it. Uh, As a full-time worker, for example, when I was working during the pandemic uh, at a bank, so I was essential, so I'm there every day, uh, you know, and then me and my mom were living together again. I was taking her to work. So now I have to carve out time to write. Um, Mm -hmm. Not everybody can sleep with their computer at work. So um, so I was doing most (laughs) most of my writing in the evening. But even as a creative, let's be clear, when I first launched my first podcast, do you know, I was recording at 3 a.m. in the morning Ooh. to avoid the dogs because they had two little dogs. We live with two little dogs. Um, and so you got to sometimes it is that peak time for you, but it's also sacrifice. Yeah. And so what I mean by um, creating the atmosphere, I think the reason why a lot of writers feel like they're scrambling a lot and sometimes all over the place when they do have deadlines and they're working a a full-time job is because their atmosphere is really kind of janky. And so I talk about like creating an internal and external atmosphere. Even in my coaching program, I literally will ask people like, well, what's your favorite color? You know, do you have anything in your office that represents that? You know, how's your desk? You know, what is going on when you're writing? Mm-hmm. Do you get up a lot because you got to get up for a snack, get up for water, get up? So mm-hmm. creating your atmosphere is making sure you have everything you need before you get started. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is even putting your phone away because this past uh, week, just alone, I I keep my phone on work mode anyway, but sometimes if it's nearest, we're checking it. And so I put my phone in my bedroom all this week and literally the two hours that I'm writing, I'm just writing. And Mm -hmm. so it's very important for you to remove things that don't need to be in your atmosphere so you can meet your deadlines and then put things in that do need to be there. Is there a certain music that you write to? Um, You know, all of that plays a part because if you're anxious already, which most of us creatives are, you need to make sure that you're creating a space where you'll be less anxious. Mm -hmm. And lastly, for the internal part, as a writer, when you're up against the deadline, I'm like, what's your internal atmosphere like? So If you are writing, uh, let's say your deadline is for, you know, an article, maybe you're a freelance writer for a magazine, an online magazine or something, and you have a deadline, um, maybe the magazine is about gardening. And um, I'm like, be mindful of your internal atmosphere. There are certain things I just will not watch when I'm working on a certain project Mm -hmm. because I don't want what I watched the night before to tamper with my spirit and my internal atmosphere and throw off my thought process. So I'm really mindful of that. And so a lot of times our internal atmosphere really is about how are you getting up in the morning? Stuff like that you think may be small, but it plays a huge role in your productivity. So when you wake up and you're spending time with God, you know, what are you doing to set your internal temperature so you can make sure that it stays that way throughout the day? So again, even if you're up under a stressful type deadline, you feel the peace and you feel the serenity. So Mm. make sure uh, you check your internal and external atmospheres. 
That's really good. And I too have put my phone away when I know that I need to write. I have to put it outside of the room that I'm in or maybe even turn it all the way off because if it's near me, then I'm like, oh, let me browse this page really quickly. Yeah. I've been meaning to go back and watch that live video. Let me watch it now. I have time. Yeah. It's like, no, put the phone away because if it's near you, you're going to grab it. It's a habit. Yeah. You're going to grab it. So just put the phone away, eliminate distractions. And like Maya said, really focus on um, curating your external environment. Um, and a lot of that also, I pray before I write. A lot of that mm-hmm. is internal too. Mm-hmm. And we actually prayed before this podcast, like with everything, you know, yeah. prayer and supplication. I'm like, Lord, send me the words because I don't have them now. Amen. Send me, yep. give me, input them into my mm-hmm. spirit. <laughs> You know, because words matter. The Bible is words. You mean to tell me words don't matter? Yes, they matter. So I want to make sure that my words are going to properly influence someone else because I I take the responsibility of, um, excuse me, taking care of God's children very seriously. And the way that I take care of them is by way of my words. And as writers, our words are so powerful. So sometimes we need to be downloaded those words directly from the source because when we don't have it, he always has it. So I don't even rely on myself or my words anymore. I'm like, Lord, give me what to say. And then that's when I go. And the distractions like the phone and whatever else may be a distraction to you. um, It really can hinder God trying to have that one-on-one with you. Mm -hmm. So atmosphere, very, very, very important. Um, And it leads me into just being honest with yourself. I know that I talked about reassessing your productivity schedule But a lot of that is being honest with yourself and saying, hey, I don't work well at night anymore. So let me try Mm -hmm. the morning time, you know, and that can be very much a self-reflection type of trait. But what about when you have clients? You're a writer who is also a book coach or you're a writer who is also a book editor Mm -hmm. or writing coach or what have you. I would like to add this tip for those who offer a service. Be honest with your clients. If you're working a nine to five and let's say you have a book editing deadline, I'm telling on myself mm. because this literally just happened to me. If you have a book editing deadline and you, you know, you know, you cannot make, make that deadline. Call up the client. Don't email, don't text, call them. They need to hear your voice, your sincerity or, or FaceTime or whatever. They, they need to see you, hear you, feel you, something like that um, to where they know, listen, I'm struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> I am now working. I don't have as much time as I as I once did. I need some grace. Yeah. And that just happened, um, excuse me, in my experience and in my uh, just life this past week. And when I tell you, Maya and everyone listening, I feel so much lighter because mm-hmm. I was going to sleep and waking up with this kind of like, lingering deadline over my head knowing I wouldn't make it and I'm like oh again I I I'm not doing very well I suck um I'm just dropping stuff this is not the season for me to be productive just being hard on myself for no reason when the truth is people will give you grace if you let them know what's going on you have to be honest and it was a very uncomfortable conversation because no one wants to tell someone else that they're messing up I didn't want to make the call and say, hey, I am dropping the ball here, but can you give me my grace? No, I didn't want to 
do that. I wanted to kind of be superwoman and, and see if I can do it all. And the reality reality was in this case, I just couldn't, at least I couldn't do it excellently. And that's my goal. I want to, you know, do things with excellence. I don't want to just do them. So I had to place that call. And after the call, it was a long call. We were talking about uh, my life now in DC and just talking about the future of the book and was able to extend my deadline with her. And it was just such a good conversation. But what if I never was honest with her? I would have still been trying to fulfill this writing deadline, would have been stressed out, trying to meet goals at work. um, And just maybe not, I would have probably not been doing the best that I could because I was on a very tight schedule, but yeah. It was the honesty that did it, I think, for my client. And it was the honesty first with myself um, that sort of like set the tone. So be honest with your people, y'all. Be honest. Yeah, and I think that just makes me think of the first assignment that I got from the magazine. Uh, Ironically, the story I pitched in order to submit my resume, because you had to pitch a story, um, she decided to do it in a later issue that falls in line with that topic. But she did say, like, oh, I have two, you know, ideas and I wanted to know one of them. And I said, well, give me 24 hours because mm. my thing is I'm I have a book that I'm completing by the end of this month. I asked her what the deadline would be for the article. And she said about three weeks. And so I had to consider that. So now I'm taking a step back. Let me be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. While it's nice to make money as a writer, I'm not going to take on something because right now my nine to five is my my full time writing romance novel. And so mm-hmm. I have to consider my current deadlines. Um, and I did that and I accepted the assignment, but I stepped back and gave myself 24 hours to really, well, I actually didn't even need the whole 24, but it was just the point that I asked her for it. Yeah. And I was, I did some research. I did a couple hours of research to make sure I would even have enough for the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, this is my first assignment, right? So you want to make a good impression. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't really taking one out of excitement. I wanted to make sure that I could meet the deadline. So, but that makes me think um, about the nine to five, right? And one of the things that I notice is that those of us who have a nine to five um, or who work for someone else, like say corporate or just a job, mm-hmm. you know, we get work deadlines all the time. And we, at some point, you know, we prioritize them and we meet them. And I think one of the keys is you have to treat your writing deadlines like your work deadline. Yeah. You know, you literally you're working for a job that you might not see your pay until two weeks later. You know, however your pay uh, structure is, but you're still giving them your time for two whole weeks before you see a check and you treat those deadlines with such delicate care. And so I think you have to look at it that way. The same way your boss gives you a deadline at work, you are the boss of your writing career Mm -hmm. and you have to treat that deadline the same way. Um, And it it goes back to how I feel some writers treat their writing like a hobby. And that's why the mindset hasn't shifted. Um, Whether you're a part-time writer, full-time writer, or you're just kind of right now, maybe figuring it all out. If you go into this, treating your writing like a hobby, you're always going to make excuses for the deadlines. You're always going to make excuses for anything regarding the writing. And that's why most people can't really make a living off their writing career because they don't see it as like a career. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think this is something that you have to think of. If you struggle with deadlines, I also think your why may need to stay in front of you. So you may have to write your why down on an index card and keep it by your laptop. Because I think um, sometimes, like we said, 
in previous episodes, when you're in it in the beginning, you're not going to always make the buku money. Mm-hmm. And we know money is an incentive. <laughs> okay. Hello. So this is why Hollywood writers, uh, when they get the 10,000 before they write the treatment, they can write that treatment, you know, mm-hmm. because money is an incentive. So I know sometimes in the, in the beginning of your writing career, when you're not sure how the book is going to sell and when you're trying to, you're struggling with your deadlines because you're like, I still got to wait 30 days after I submit the articles to the magazine. Most magazines pay up 30 days. Um, and so I get it. Sometimes that's the struggle, but the key is keeping your why in front of you. Mm-hmm. And when you keep that in front of you, you remember that, okay, my why will pull me when inspiration and motivation ain't pulling me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my why will push me when inspiration and motivation ain't pushing me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing. I just think it's important to treat your deadlines like you would a deadline at work. And if you struggle with deadlines, really keeping your why in front of you so that it can pull you on the days where you just may not be seeing the fruits of your labor right away, which none of us will, right. but I get it. Some of us have been in this for 10 years and we still like, where's the fruits of my labor? Uh-huh. So I do understand that, but just keeping your why in front of you, why do you do what you do? Why do you want to be a full-time writer? And even why for that project? Why for the deadline? Like, hmm, okay, is this going to bring me into a better freelance writing position? Did mm-hmm. this editor of this magazine tell me that, oh, this is your fourth article with us i can refer you to my girl red self magazine like Mm. there's a why for every project as well as an overall why so just keep it in front of you yes i do agree with that and also along with your why you have to see things in front of you so when you're looking at your why also look at your calendar okay utilize google calendar or apple calendar whatever your favorite calendar um, app is utilize that you have to write those dates out a more practical tip is to literally write down your deadlines. And what I like to do is I like to have my calendar notify me a few days before it's due. Because Naila, mm-hmm. sometimes, because I have so much going on, this is like literally one of the busiest seasons of my life as a full-time doctoral student, a full-time teacher. Um, I have other projects and I run a business. So it's like, girl, when, when do you sleep? When do you enjoy yourself? Right. I schedule everything out. It sounds very... Um, archaic in some ways um, and maybe even a little too structured, but I have to, and I have to know about things a few days before just to mentally prepare. Like for, um, let's say one of my assignments at school, like a paper or something like that. Mm-hmm. I need to not- notify myself, like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not going to be weeks before because I operate on the kind of a, you know, I'm going to get it done last year. Um, I have to be notified though, in that regard, at least, at least three days before. That way I can mentally prepare my mind to write this paper. I may start researching. Like you got to break down your goals too, even more than just the, the overall goal. I'll say like paper is due on this date, notification. Then the next day I'll say, okay, research for the due paper or the paper right, that right. is, you know, uh, the paper that is due. And then I'll also say like, did you research or did you find your references? Like I break down the goal in bite sizes, but there's also, they're also attached to my calendar. Like every single morning I wake up, I'm looking at my calendar. What do I have to do today? Do all of the things get done? No, but do I know what needs to be done and can I prioritize? Yes. If I don't see it, I'm in a stage um, of my life. If I don't see it, more than likely I will not remember it. And if you are a writer 
and you're working full time and you have deadlines, baby, you have to see those deadlines so you can meet those deadlines. Utilize Google Calendar or whatever calendar app that you prefer in order to make your life a little bit easier. Look at these dates. Get it into your mind. Start to process throughout the day. When I get home, I have to at least research for 30 minutes. You know, you may not do it all. It may not happen, but um, it really keeps you on top of what is expected of you, even if you don't meet the, the deadline. Try your best to write them all out. You know, organize your way, your life that way. It's all about discipline. In the last episode, I talked about how discipline, you have to build that muscle because how you do one thing is how you do all things. So organizing your life and really trying your best to structure it by staying on top of dates and deadlines that can help you in future projects that may be outside of writing. Let's say you're not a mom right now or a parent right now. Um, We are not currently But if we are staying on top of our deadlines, our writing deadlines, while in busy seasons, then, you know, we may not be overwhelmed or so overwhelmed as a mom because we have structures in place. We are building that discipline. Now, that being said, when we become moms, don't hold us to that because we still may be overwhelmed. But, you know, you get it. Build the discipline muscle. And I think for me, I would just say um, for those of you out there who are listening in and you are working on a book, whether it be a nonfiction book, a memoir, or it could even be um, fiction, uh, tap into my writing program. You know, tap into a coaching program because one of the things a coach can do is, and one of the things I do do with my clients is help them find more time. Mm -hmm. And I help them really get down to the nitty gritty of what's standing in their way. So as a writing coach, it's not just about completing the project. It's about putting a system in place that you can use again and again and again as a, you know, that dating app commercial that says hinge is meant to be deleted. Yeah. Um, as a writing coach, I say the same thing. And once you leave me, you shouldn't need me because that's you good. Should be able to, with the system we put in place, which goes with the atmosphere that I teach you how to create. All of that is a part of my program. Specifically, if you choose the beast mode package, which is 20 hours, it's a little bit longer. And so you get all of that. And sometimes partnering with a writing coach is the key to helping you with your deadlines because they can mm-hmm. help you figure a lot of things out. So make sure um, you head over to writermaya.com and also just shoot me an email at coach at writermaya.com. I have a sales website. And so when you go to writermaya.com, it's my author website, but there will always be a link for you to visit the sales website to see the breakdown of my coaching packages. Um, but again, you can always email me at coach at writermaya.com. Yes. And understanding the season that you are in, um, if you don't, you know, feel like coaching is for you in the season, that's okay. Maybe a book will help you get to the next level. I invite you to check out my book, Book Fluence, How to Write a Book to Position Yourself as a Leader in Your Industry. Everything that I teach in my coaching program is in the book. Of course, the program is a little bit more, a lot of it, actually. It is definitely more involved. It has more accountability, but sometimes I get it. You you can't make the time or you choose not to make the time in that season because you're still figuring things out. Read the book. The book will help you. It has the same framework that I do use in my coaching program. So I'm going to divert all of my busy bees out there to the book um, again, it is book fluence, how to write a book to position yourself as a leader in your industry. And that can be found on my website at inharv.com slash book fluence. All right. 
lovely people, lovely writers. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode so far. Meeting deadlines, reaching deadlines as someone who is, you know, business minded, but you may have had to go back to work. You're working a nine to five. It can be challenging, but it is also possible. Um, you have to reassess your productivity schedule. What may have worked for you in the past may not be your thing anymore. anymore, And that's okay. You just have to sort of like, you know, figure things out. I mean, also be honest with yourself. And if you provide a service, be honest with your clients. Yeah, correct. And just make sure that you are figuring out your peak time uh, for writing and when you can get things done, but also making sure you have an internal atmosphere that you've created and an external atmosphere so that no matter how much you may feel stressed, overwhelmed or, you know, anxious because you set up your atmosphere internally and externally, you can probably speed through, um, you know, the writing assignment, like especially if you're up against a deadline and always just remembering that internal atmosphere includes asking God for his wisdom, his words, his grace, and he will help you through it. And then, of course, uh, treating your writing deadlines like you would a deadline at work and being a true boss over your writing career. So. Ooh, I like that. A true boss over your writing career. (laughs) That is how you close an episode. Hello? (laughs) I love that. Um, Writers, we would love to hear from you. Let us know how things are going. We really want to check in. We are, of course, podcast hosts, but we're also women of faith. So if we can pray for you in any way, let us know. Follow us on social media. You can hit us up in the DMs. We are the Writing Bar Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. We are the Writing Bar. It's a little bit shorter without the podcast. Um, And if you want to, you know, shout us out individually or talk to us individually, feel free to do that as well. I am nharv.com on all platforms. That is N-H-A-R-V-D, wait, N-H-A-R-V-D-O-T-C-O-M, nharv.com. And I am at Writer Maya on all platforms, W-R-I-T-E-R-M-Y-A. All righty, y'all. We will catch you in the next episode. Until then, happy writing. Happy writing.